This is 74 Seconds. I'm Tracy Mumford. It has been a busy week and a busy day. This morning, Valerie Castile, Philando's mother, and the city of St. Anthony released a joint statement. They have agreed to a settlement of $2.995 million. That will take the place of any potential federal civil rights case that would have been brought by Philando Castile's mother. We could still see a case, though, from Diamond Reynolds. We don't know at this point. It's also busy because last week we sat down with another juror who wants to remain anonymous, and he shared more about how they reached the verdict in the trial of Geronimo Yanez. We'll have more on that in a future episode. But first, I want to talk about those 80 gigabytes of data that the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension released last week. I've watched hours of video and flipped through the 2,000-page report, and we're going to bring you more on that. It's important and complicated, but I want to share something with you now because there's one thing in all that reading and watching and digging that I was not expecting to catch my attention as much as it did. Um, When I first started going through these files, we were actually producing an earlier episode, so I was sitting here in the studio. Uh, We were all in complete silence, kind of in our own worlds, and I opened a folder with pictures of Philando Castile's car in it. Uh, After Castile was shot... After the scene of the shooting had been photographed, the car, the white Oldsmobile, was towed away that night to a garage, and it was photographed again and analyzed and documented. I started scrolling through these photos. Uh, I looked at blood splatter and bullet holes in the seatbelt. But what I was really struck by was the stuff. There is photo after photo of the things that were in Philando Castile's car the night he was killed. Loose change, a gas station receipt, a little kid's raincoat. These are all pieces of a life. And one minute, this stuff was totally ordinary. It was the same as the stuff that you have stuffed in the back pocket of your car that you haven't ever cleaned out. And the next minute, it was evidence. It was being laid out on brown paper on the floor of a garage and cataloged by investigators. These things, as I scrolled through them, They show Philando Castile as a man before he became a symbol for many people. A man with a job and a girlfriend and a little girl sitting in a pink and black car seat in the back of the car. These things, when you look through them, are all about time. They're about more time. They're about another. Another dinner. Another day at work. Another flat tire. Another winter. These are the remnants of a life interrupted. Three spare work uniforms for St. Paul Public Schools nutrition services. One blue, one red, and one white. A jug of laundry detergent, Bahama Breeze scent. A gallon of bleach. An ice scraper. A flyer for Cub Foods advertising 18 eggs for 99 cents. A black t-shirt with marijuana leaves formed into a Nike-style swoosh. A pair of crisp white sneakers, still in the box, surrounded by crumpled-up paper. 
Two bags of Hall's cough drops, cherry and honey lemon. An inhaler. A spare tire. A jack. A sauce packet of honey mustard from McDonald's. A pair of black work shoes. An invitation to a preschool graduation on July 8, 2016, two days after the shooting. A stack of yellow time cards from St. Paul Public Schools. A completion certificate for a CPR course with Philando Castile's name on it. A Sports Illustrated from 2015 with Minnesota Timberwolves' Carl Anthony Towns on the cover. A piece of children's art made with crayons and a glue stick. A tourist guide to South Dakota. A box of brake pads. A bottle of water. A roll of red lens repair tape for taping over a broken brake light. The rear left brake light on the white Oldsmobile that night was covered with the same red tape. Four plastic grocery bags containing a bag of frozen shrimp, a pound and a half of chicken breasts, two kielbasa links, a box of Uncle Ben's rice, grill marinade, a packet of strawberry Kool-Aid, two frozen beef pot pies, two frozen chicken dinners, a can of off-brand SpaghettiOs, a jar of Lowry seasoning, a box of beef riceroni, a one-pound box of saltine crackers, Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce, and a family-sized bucket of chocolate swirl ice cream. A children's worksheet. Write and find the number 12. A woman's camouflage vest. A black bag. Three packages of Swisher Sweets cigarillos. A glass mason jar with a plastic bag of marijuana in it. A bag of corn nuts. Ranch flavor. A pair of black framed glasses knocked from Philando Castile's head during the shooting. Cigarette butts, loose change, batteries, a child's raincoat, blue. Tic Tacs, matches, a lighter, a packet of gum, a phone charger, an iPhone in a black case, likely Philando Castile's. It's face up and the screen is lit showing alerts from Facebook. You've been tagged in a post. You've been tagged in a post. You've been tagged in a post. A spray bottle of fresh car scent. A pink and black car seat. A Super America receipt for gas. $15 even and a 59 cent icy. Two bullet casings. Two bullets. We'll be back with more later this week. 74 Seconds is a production of NPR News and American Public Media.
This is Tracy from 74 Seconds, and we wanted to let you know that our colleagues at APM Reports just launched the new season of their award-winning podcast, In the Dark. In this second season, they explore a new story with life-or-death consequences. It's the case of four people who were killed in a small town in Mississippi, and the story of why a black man on death row has been tried six times for those murders. You can listen and subscribe to In the Dark on Apple Podcasts.